Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries here in Bentonville, Arkansas. And uh, I am here with a special guest, uh, someone I've interviewed before, but uh, Nate Sweeney. Who's, uh, he's a pastor and he's the founder of the Abiding Network. He's on our global board, um, been part of Influencers for the last 10 years, I think, something like that. Um, but anyway, welcome, Nate. Hey, what's up? And Nate, we were at the uh, the summit together, and uh, I guess before we dive into our topic today, just any any reflections from the summit? We've been debriefing for the last oh, few weeks. That could be a whole podcast. It, it was could, so really. refreshing, and I think the big piece is just uh, God showed up, and you know we were able to create the atmosphere um, where God just did what He needed to do, as well as training and, and connectivity with the guys, you know, the the leaders there. So I just thought it was phenomenal. One of the best, in my opinion, we've ever had. Yeah. Yeah. You get to do what you do well, which is just minister to people mm. and pray over people yeah. and all that. So, you know, these were uh, our top leaders, but they, they, we worked, they worked on their own souls and, <laughs> and God, God did. And so it was, it was good. Yeah. That's right. Well, cool. Well, um, yeah. So, uh, I asked Nate to, to come and chat with us for a little bit. We, Nate and I have been having some conversations about some stuff that I've actually been discovering some new things. And uh, and uh, Nate has written a, a new book uh, about a year ago called Abiding in Physical Health. And so uh, I, I was just going to give a little backstory to my my story. Um, a lot of you guys know that my father passed away last November uh, and he was 20 years older than me, he died from complications from COVID, but, and, uh, you know, he's, he was a fairly healthy guy and it was really just, just COVID, but, um, I'd never dealt with a loss like that and, and losing your dad, all of a sudden I felt like I was up next, you know, I was starting start thinking about my own mortality and everything and, and, uh, and just really, uh, praying through all that. And, uh, and as I prayed, I started realizing that, um, that I was not really taking care of my physical being very much, you know, with my diet, with, you know, no, really no exercise. And I just, I don't know why, and I just know it was the Lord was, was just stirring some things up and, uh, Nate, we may get into it, but, uh, I'd been exposed to some theology from Watchman Nee, the, the Chinese Christian who talks about how we are spirit, uh, soul and physical being. There's three parts to our, our being. And I know you talk about it in your book too. Yeah. Um, so the spiritual side's easy to understand. That's, or at least I think it's under, easy to understand. It's the part that is united with the Holy Spirit. It's it's a purest part of who we are. It's eternal. Um, our soul, being our mind, our will, and our emotions, and and that that's an eternal part of our being and who we are, our personality. And you're going to correct me on all this in a minute. But oh, beautiful. Uh, okay. All right. And then uh, and then there's the physical body, which is not eternal. Yeah. We know it dies and doesn't go with us to heaven. We get that's a right. new body. Mm-hmm. Um, but in my mind, I think I think I put the physical part as as the evil part of me, like the like the sinful part, yeah. like that's the part that sins and all that. And so I was lumping anything physical kind of into that mm-hmm. the bad category. So I never gave it any credence, which is really not what the way Scripture mm-hmm. describes our bodies. We're we're temples. That's and right. It's a it's a something we worship with, and we can glorify God with our bodies yeah. and all that and should. And so I think I started looking at a new light, and then uh, and then I got hold of your book and just and actually decided to read it mm-hmm. and. Uh, <laughs> Which is a, instead of looking at it on the shelf, I decided to read it, and uh, 
And I was just, I loved the way you, you laid a foundation really similar to that about defining what is the soul, what is the body, why is it important? Um, and so, and you really talked about how lifestyle changes and all that can um, not only help you have a more abundant life, but um, extend your life even, you know, and you can glorify God, go through it. And so, um, so I just, it's really been interesting. So I started uh, praying about how to, how to get some help. And so I ended up joining this workout group and I've told you about that, Nate, and it was a real challenge. I mean, it was like totally, cause I just wasn't used to it. Yeah. And, and uh, I mean, I was feeling like the biggest wuss <laughs> ever and it was kicking my butt. You got to start somewhere. Uh, uh, yeah, I know. And I, but I was just like, it was, it was just like a wrestling match. Mm-hmm. You know, you talk about just wrestling with your body. It was a total wrestling match of, of uh, retraining this body, you know, and trying to understand that there was more out there, but, uh, it, it took a while. Yeah. And, uh, Gary Oliver would say, you have to change your, uh, your neural pathways because yeah. you're just not trained to put your body through yeah. things like that. You exactly. Know? And so anyway, I would say here we are about five months later and uh, I've lost some weight. Um, uh, it's, it's causing me to want to eat better. Um, I'm loving, I'm actually loving it now. I hated it at first. Yeah. It was, it was kind of like I just made myself go because yeah. I had to, I thought I yeah. had to. And, but now uh, I just feel more energy. I feel, I actually feel like it's enlightened to me spiritually too. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's strange. I I just thought it was all about just this thing over here, physical, but now it's like, it's, it's bleeding over into my soul and into my spirit, into my leadership and all that stuff. So, so that's just a little backstory Mm -hmm. on me and you've got your own story too. So, so why don't you talk a little bit about your journey with paying attention to the physical, sure. physical health. Why don't you tell them your story? Absolutely. Well, thanks for having me. And, um, you know, just, I just value what we get to do with the influencers. And, um, so for me, it's all in the book and there's a lot more than I'll be able to share here today. But, um, years ago, uh, I, I worked out five days a week. I ran five miles a day, five days a week on average. Uh, but my, my diet was horrendous. Um, and I found out through years of just processing pain and emotional dysfunction that, you know, you know, I had a drug of choice and it wasn't, you know, the main ones, it was food. And, you know, I found food to be something that was connected to emotional dysfunction. And so I, uh, that's a lot, there's a lot in that book as well, but I got to the point, you know, as a pastor, um, it, you just, you deal with a lot of high stress and you deal with a, a funky, um, calendar. I mean, it's, you could be, you know, in a premarital celebrating, you know, excitement, and then you get a call, Hey, someone just passed away. You got to go be with the family. So the stress is just, you know, it's high stress. And so uh, also you typically are just going a lot of hours. And so I remember meeting with my doctor, phenomenal man, Christian man years ago. And he said, you know, Nate, you're the only pastor that I see. Cause he saw a lot of pastors um, who is not, and he gave all these categories, these high danger categories. He said, but you're on the cusp. He said, you're pre-diabetic, you have high cholesterol, but it's not danger, but it, you're, you're right there. High blood pressure. Uh, you talk about, I had indigestion really bad. So acid reflux. Um, and I forgot, oh, just an overweight, the obesity. He said, you're, you're right at the edge of, of, you know, obese. And this is come, what age at the, are you uh, at this so 2015, 2016. So, um, 39. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 38. Um, and so he said, you know, you, you can do what you want to do with this. But and his solution was I've got all these medical treatments, you know, these drugs, uh, pharmaceuticals. And I just I just didn't feel like that was for me. And so um, I just knew there was a better way. Um, I don't know why I'm, I'm, I'm not. You'll see you'll read in the book. If you read the book, I think doctors are gifts from God. And I think some pharmaceuticals are gifts from God. And and but it's not it's not just the solution to everything. And so we live in a 
a drive through society, right? We want it, give me a pill versus, well, if you would just make these changes, you would see better results and, and natural results. So anyways, uh, my story ends up fast forwarding. Um, I, didn't, I didn't make any changes, you know, until uh, 2016, 2017, um, started making some changes, lost 20 pounds. I felt great, but I was still in all those categories where nothing had changed there. Um, and so anyways, I, I'd seen a new doctor at that point because this guy had retired and um, and he was the same thing. And so long story short, um, made the decision, which the, the depth of the, the stories in the book. Um, and so I just did a 180 on my my health. And so it was diet and exercise. And um, along with that emotional, you know, what is the emotional piece? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's something that is really well, let me just back up a little. One of the things that I've the feedback I've gotten from so many that have read the book. Number one, people thought it was a, a how-to, like give me 10 things I need to do so that I can lose weight and be in good health. That's not what this book is. And a lot of people thought, well, I'm going to feel condemned. And, and, and that's not it either. Most people have said, I never saw the theology behind our physical body. And that's where that spirit, soul, and body comes in. God created us, spirit beings. He gave us a soul. He houses us all in a body. And so he gives us directives biblically for all three. And now I think where we get confused, like you said, is, Whenever it talks about flesh in the scripture, most of the time it's talking about our sin nature. Mm -hmm. So we think it's all bad, but it's not speaking about your flesh, flesh, Mm -hmm. you know, but your flesh is passing away. But here's something the Lord showed me was uh, all the money that I make is temporary. The house I live in is temporary, but he calls me to steward it. He's going to he says, you're going to give an account for that. The body's no different. And the biggest argument I would get with people is, well, when it's my time to go, you know, my it's appointed for, you know, there's a time mark. God's already said that. Well, show me scripture. Where does it say that my time is this appointed date? There is no scripture that says that. It says it's appointed for once to men to die, then the judgment. So um, what about, you know, if, if it's my time to go, then I'll go when it's time. Well, I just remember sitting across the hospital bed from so many people that, um, they died prematurely or they said, well, God's just going to heal me. They lived their lives horrendously physically. They never took care of their bodies, but they just had this faith that when God, God, God would just heal them from it. Well, he didn't. And so um, I saw a much more natural, holistic path that God gave us in scripture. And so the theology is the big piece of that. So early on, even though I knew I needed to make the changes, nothing clicked with me because I'm a theology nerd mm-hmm. until I saw the theology. And that's where I la- the first half of the book is laying the foundation mm-hmm. of the theology. Once I got the theology, then it was a matter of, am I going to be obedient or disobedient? And so I became obedient and uh, got with a functional medicine doctor and everything turned around. Uh, I mean, I lost, at one point I was 240. I mean, I'm down 170 is my, is my average weight right now. And, you know, my uh, body percentage of body fat, 10%. When I started, it was, it was 20, 23, 24%, you know? Mm-hmm. And so in a matter of less than a year, it was down to 10%, which is, you know, the top 3% of America and men my age, that's, that's a huge deal. And again, I'm actually, you're reading the book, I'm actually doing less physically. I, I work out less mm-hmm. harder than I did, but I work smarter mm-hmm. and I have the proper diet, diet, which my body's fueled. And so um, I was working very hard before, but I didn't have the nutrients and the vitamins and the minerals because of the foods I was eating mm-hmm. or not eating. Mm-hmm. And so, man, it changed everything. And so all the symptoms that I had before all went away. I had uh, been diagnosed with psoriasis, had major flare-ups consistently, haven't had a flare-up since I made these lifestyle changes. And then they told me it's genetic. It has nothing to do with your diet. You're always going to have this. I have never, I haven't had a flare-up since then. And so mm-hmm. something changed. I don't, I can't explain it, but, um, and just the way I feel and just, you know, I feel like I'm in obedience to God's truth to where um, I'm not trying to find the fountain of youth. 
I'm not trying to live forever. I'm not even really, honestly, Brian, I'm not trying to extend my life. I'm trying to be a good steward of the spirit, the soul, and the body. And so with the spirit, I'm born again. That's renewed. The soul, I have to consistently renew with the word of God. I have to fight that mental war. Well, then the body, I, I, there's something he's called me to do with my body. And it's, you'll see in the, in the book, I'm a big scripture guy. You're going to see it over and over how the, the, the Bible talks about the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is us. Uh, and so anyways, that's kind of the overview. I just was blown away by some of the, um, I mean, I'm, I'm the same size, actually a size smaller in jeans than I was in high school. And I, but I'm 20, my, my percentage of muscle is, is like, I'm 20 pounds more of muscle. And so it just blows your mind and muscle is good. As you get older, you lose muscle. Well, muscle right. has to do with, you know, even your bone structure and how that, you know, how healthy you are and what nutrients you have. And not to mention when you store fat, there's toxins in there. Muscle doesn't store toxins, fat does. And so all these things have just completely turned around in my life. And I get to wake up and just say, God, I feel like I'm being a good steward. So uh, there, there's a lot of different directions we could go with this. And there's actually some things I would love to share more on that if, if we get to it today. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I was when you were talking earlier, I was thinking of the, the verse that we talk about in the journey, Psalm 139. Yeah. All the days ordained for me were written in their book yeah. before and then came, came to be. And I've thought about that. And so it's like God has an expiration date or something yeah. like mm-hmm. that. But I've thought maybe we were ordained for 80, but then because of the way we live our lives and all that, then you know, we have a free will. Sure. Yeah. We maybe we could have. He wanted to give us more. Yeah. And he had more things he wanted us to do. But well, we're you see, cut it short. You see the de- declination of from the, after the fall. You know how the the after the flood. I'm sorry. How the years change, and then he talks about in Psalm about 120 years, and then he changes it to 80. And uh-huh. so, what what reason is that? I don't know. And I I view that that verse in Psalm 139 is almost like Ephesians, where it, it talks about that predestination. It's a destiny provided for. It's not necessarily. The date and time's already there. It's it's appointed, but there are decisions that, based on how we do that. And, and and I'm not a completely just free will leave God out of the conversation. You know, we're we're all about abiding in Christ, and that's mm-hmm. where we'll talk about that in a minute too. The whole yeah. abiding in Christ. That's why it's called abiding in physical health. Um, so yeah. Well, and I, you know, I just I look around at you know when when we're in gatherings and all that, and I just know there's a lot of men just like me who just who just probably just don't pay attention to it. You know, they're just they're just not. And, and I don't know why. And again, it's not about looking buff or, no, not or at trying all. to have a better body image or all that, you know, and women get off in that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Men do too, sure. you know. Um, it's really, like you said, just being a better steward. Yeah. Because when when we do things the way God intended, it's always better. Right? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so. It so doesn't when, have to add up, but it, it's better. <laughs> yeah. And it's, and it's a lot of times it's countercultural mm-hmm. and, and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, because I want to kind of get at the why. I mean, why does it matter and what, you know, what. And, and where does someone start, you yeah. know, and all that kind of stuff. So so dive in wherever you want to. Where, well, I think for me, when I started my journey where I saw the theology, I was I was completely blown away, Brian, by the. The medical, scientific, psychological, psychiatry, when you study all the areas about the human body, this is not hidden information. And I opened the book with some introductions in my story and my daughter's story, which we can get into as well. But with guidelines or uh, stats from CDC, World Health Organization, and John Hopkins. These are not buried somewhere, hidden away. These are statistics that say that, you know, 70%, I don't, I don't remember all specifically, but basically seven out of, out of 10 people um, that die in America, you know, from these things, they die from these specific things. Um, 80% of those things they die from are preventable with diet and exercise. And, and so you're going, wait a minute, 
that's a that's an epidemic if you think about it. And the way our nation's going, when you study the stats, you know, they're saying right now that according to stats, like 50 to 80 percent of our young people are going to be diabetic in the next 20 years. They're already it's like 30 or 40 percent already or, or obese. Well, when you add obesity to the conversation and, and again, in the book, I talk about there's some that are genetic. We can't do anything about right that then we believe God for divine healing. But these are most of these are things we can do something about how we eat and how we manage our body or lack of exercise, stress, how we manage our stress, which is what you said, which is a whole nother aspect that we don't get into. Matter of fact, um, my first book about um, abiding in identity, that's the spiritual that's where I, I, I address the spirit of man. This book is about the physical. And then I'm, my book that's coming out next month is about the soul one. It's, a, it's abiding in the Prince of Peace and it's all about soul health. Mm-hmm. And so I've been on this journey of, okay, Lord, what is my responsibility with each parts of my body? For me personally, mm-hmm. then I get to write about it and share it with others. And so I've just been shocked at how much information is out there where people will just, there's a lot going on with pandemic and things and we need to be mindful and and absolutely it's not just brush it under the rug but the the bigger conversation is is mental health stats and mm-hmm. the bigger conversation is these preventable physical ailments that more people are dying of every day and they're preventable like it just it, that, those are the things that just blew my mind and so that for me was another kind of notch that said okay I can do something about it I need to and it was like you said, when we do it God's way, it, it's better. Mm-hmm. So this actually makes sense. Like it's not like I went looking for these stats. It's I just was trying to get healthy, and I found these stats. When you do it God's way, it works out better. Like most people in my sphere of influence that recognize their body as the temple. I mean, I cannot tell them on a people through our church or through the body network or influencers who are reading the book and they're getting lifestyle changes and they're off certain medicines. Again, medicine is not the, the issue. I'm not anti-medicine. I'm just saying if you don't need to be, why? Mm-hmm. Um, they've lost all this weight and they've completely have energy and their lifestyles change because they're doing it God's way. And, and again, this is not a magic pill or a magic potion, but it does lay a foundation of how I see God gave it to us in Scripture. Well, and, and I think about how we challenge people in the journey to for spirit with spiritual disciplines, uh-huh. you know, and tell you know, getting in, it's beneficial every day to get in God's word mm-hmm. and and to journal and to pray and all that. Um, but then we can just totally neglect physical disciplines, yep. you know. And and I think, and we throw the word around that we're warriors and you know we got to we're ready for the last battles yeah. and all this stuff, you know. We throw that as men in the men's part of the ministry. But but are we really? You know, are, are we, we really? are we ready for any battles? You know, are we you know are we just lazy and and uh, you know not ready? Yeah. You know, I mean, and so I think that we men in particular, but women too, need to start looking at training our bodies. Mm-hmm. You know, being in training for God's service. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not going to be a lot of use to God if we're sick and weak exactly and, can't, right. and can't do. It. So I think it's God wants it because yep. He want, He has things for us to do exactly. And and as long as you know to live as Christ to die as gain, mm-hmm. I think as long as we're still living, He's got some purposes exactly for us right. and all that. So, yeah. so anyway, that's what. Well, I and think. the connect connection between you know so much of my physical journey opened up these emotional dysfunctions. So this mental soul issues that when I started addressing one, the other ones crept to the top. And so I found healing in both. And you know, with my wife's story with depression and part of her keeping her healing from depression was this physical aspect to where when she was physically active and eating right, her brain just functioned so much better. Mm-hmm. And she didn't find herself in these these cycles. And then when she would get off of those, you know, 
healthy environments, she'd find that it affected her soul. She'd get into these dark places. And, and again, science is backing all this up, but we're, I'm going off the theology. I'm not equipped to speak to the science of it. I'm speaking up from a, from a biblical point of view, a pastor, a spiritual leader, a theology nerd, right? And it just, it's so amazing when you follow God's word and it's like, oh, science actually proves what God's word already yes. says. <laughs> God created science too. <laughs> exactly. yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah. Yeah. It, it all ties together. Exactly. For sure. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah you don't, throw your brain out or you don't throw science out when you become Neither a Christian, one, yeah. it all supports exactly. one another. That's well, right. and to your point, how many of us were so overweighted, not in physical weight, but we're so um, bogged down emotionally and physically that to your point, we're not, we don't have the, uh, the vigor that we should to do things for the kingdom of God. And so, well, it's just my body. And when I die, it's in the ground. Anyways, it doesn't matter. No, you're, it's hindering a lot of other areas of your life. And to your point, I just remember as a kid thinking about, you know, we would preach against the pastors would preach against smoking and drinking alcohol. And, mm-hmm. but man, they were addicted to coffee and we had more donuts than you can ever. I mean, every potluck we had was so unhealthy. Huh. Most of the people in our church were overweight and unhealthy. And how can we sit here and, and point to one thing because it, it, it's damaging to the physical body and not, which again, I'm not saying anything about, you know, alcohol is a huge debate. I don't think alcohol is bad. I think drunkenness is a sin, but alcohol is not. And so uh, personally, I don't want to get into that debate. I could all day, but that's another podcast. But how can we condemn one when we're, we're doing the same thing in a different area? And so it's got to be holistic. That's why the book, Natural and Supernatural Tools uh, uh, to Discover Holistic Biblical Truth. It's, it's the spirit, the soul, and the body. And I don't know where, I don't remember reading Watchman Nee, but I've read him since then. But I just got a hold of that as, as a young person, even reading the Bible going, man, there's there's this triune peace. We're creating his image. He's Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We're spirit, soul, and body. Like, I just always saw things. So when he would speak to the spirit, I'm like, well, our spirit's been renewed. All right. He speaks to the soul. I got to renew my soul with the, the word of God and I got to tra- be transformed. And, and this whole body part came years later. Yeah. And I and I totally, you touched a little bit on your wife, which I'd love for you to expand on that a little bit, but because um, there's a lot of people struggling with depression. Yep. Absolutely. World, you know, and, um, but I have just noticed in, in my short journey that I've been on this, uh, trying to, to exercise and eat a little bit better. I mean, I've just noticed better clarity, absolutely, clean, clearer thinking. Mm-hmm. Just uh, I even said more moral authority. I feel like I have more moral authority. Mm-hmm. You know, just just feeling more like uh, Satan didn't have as many opportunities to disqualify me wow, yeah. or put chinks in my armor or whatever. And that's good. Like we're, that. we're giving him, we're giving him opportunities yeah. with, with different things in our life, you mm-hmm. know? And, uh, you know, like you mentioned alcohol, that could be, it can be very innocent or it can be a little bit, you can mm-hmm. be playing with fire there. You could be yeah. on the edge because most people are, are, I think using that as a drug. Yeah, They're exactly using that right. to, to numb themselves, to make themselves feel better, relax right. at the end of the day. Well, that's like using an antidepressant or mm-hmm. something like that, you know? So, so we just gotta be, you know, do we, do we want the best for God and all that? And he, he's offering it. You Absolutely. Know? Yeah. But why do we shortchange? Why yeah. do we, why do we hold back? So to that point specifically, I, I, I heard this as a, and I don't remember where, but, you know, some circles, my circles growing up were big on fasting. And I heard a guy say one time, and I don't remember where, but he said, I'm not so big on these big drawn out fasts. Like anybody can do anything for three days or five days. Or He said, I live a fasted life. I don't fully indulge my flesh or my soul in anything. Like I don't binge watch movies. I don't binge eat. And and I think that, that something inside of that was reminded, I was reminded of that during this season of my life because I'm like, man, 
I would work out all week so that I could eat like a pig on the weekends. And I was all about food was, I used to joke, food was my love language. And I felt loved because I work at a church and people are bringing food by all the time. My <laughs> wife, Cajun, she, or she grew up in Louisiana. She's not really Cajun, but the food she cooked, I mean, she could just cook. And so I felt loved. Well, that was an emotional dysfunction. People, I felt loved when people brought me food. So I couldn't not eat it. And so there's all these things interconnected. So that to your point, that, that fasted life, I think, we're not indulging in anything. And, and again, we preach it on, well, you know, the lust of the flesh really is all about sexual things. Well, where does it say that? It doesn't say that at all. Absolutely. That's part of it. But it says it in, in other ways. It, it expands into these other ways. And man, I'll just say this, and, and I don't know where this fits, but I didn't realize in this season, it, it's like playing with fire. I did not realize the the bear I poked at. Uh, because I'm just excited about what God's doing in my life. And I'm the amount of people that, that would just be so mad at me. You're condemning everybody else and you're setting standards that that's not fair. And I mean, people would just leave, even going out to eat. And I'd be like, yeah, I'm just going to have a salad and some, you know, just some bare chicken. And they're like, oh, you, I feel condemned around you. Well, I mean, people are just like, it's like an area that I just didn't realize how sensitive of an area it was. And so I, I tried to write that in the tone of the book was, this is not me trying to say, look what I did and look how good I am. It's all about, I just know my life and how dysfunctional I've been in all areas. And if God can do anything for me, he can do it for anybody. He's not a respecter of persons. I just obeyed his word. Um, and in the book, there are some stories, my daughter's story of supernatural, like where we can't do the natural things. And there's this supernatural aspect that comes into that including Monica's story with the supernatural side of her mental. Um, and so I think I just didn't realize how sensitive of a topic it, it, it could become because it, it's almost like an idol to people. Like you can talk about a lot of things, but don't talk about that. Right. Yeah. They don't want you messing with their lifestyle, <laughs> exactly. or their, their yeah. comfort area. Yeah. 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 That's right. And yeah. And you're not, you never come across that way. You know I mean? I know you're not afraid to talk about anything, which is great. Yeah. Just, but, but is just in, out of your own experience and all, which is great. So, you know, and I was thinking also about, um, there's this idea that we, that always, and even in the journey, I think that this idea we're going to have to give up something, you know, like, like he's a kill, like God's a killjoy. Yeah. He, you know, yeah. He created all these great foods and all, you know, he's yeah, just, yeah. it's not going to be any fun in life if we can't drink or we can't eat or yeah. you know, whatever, you know, he, all he wants to do is just steal our joy. Exactly. Yeah. And that's not it at that's all. Not it. No, no. It, it's uh, if he, if he does ask us to give up something, he replaces it with something yeah. better. Mm -hmm. it, I mean, that's just, you're right. It's theological, it's experiential. Yeah. I mean, I've just seen it, you know. And more fullness than you can even, and yeah. you can't explain it. You, you can't explain it. It's a supernatural thing, yeah. really. Well, and to your point earlier, the medical side of things that proves that when you simply do basic exercise, how many days a week, the endorphins, all the yes. things that are released, the chemicals, it is proven to actually make a physical change. And, and I found out recently in my study with this new book that there's a this place where we process emotional pain and physical pain in our bodies it's the same place of processing. And so, you know, God created us that way. And they even talk about the gut. We, we have this gut feeling. Well, there's neurons. They're finding now that basically our, our area right around our stomach, it's like a brain that's connected to our main brain. And so all of this is interconnected. So again, when you do it God's way, so whether you're getting your mental health you know, healed and then it affects your physical or you're getting your physical health healed and it affects your mental, it's, it's all cyclical and it's the way that God does it. And, and to your point, it is a supernatural thing. So, for example, I gave a couple of stories in the book, but um, I stopped looking at it, what I was giving up. And there are things and foods that I just I literally would gag on growing up. I couldn't eat them. They were disgusting. Now I'm eating them 
and they're so enjoyable to me. But it wasn't like I sat there and just crammed it down my throat and forced myself. I don't know if it was God did that or it was just your body resetting. But the things that I now crave are healthy foods. Mm. You know, and I eat stuff that I used to eat. And I'm like, man, that is disgusting. I, it just makes me feel sick. So it's the opposite effect. And mm. so people that are saying, well, I'm going to have to give up stuff. Well, God can change some things and actually give you a desire. For, uh, tomatoes is a big one for me. I couldn't stand tomatoes. Now I eat them, just pop them like candy. And there's health benefits to that, right? And mm. so uh, whereas other things that I would just uh, eggnog, I would, I would drink half a gallon of eggnog at one sitting. I just loved it. I don't drink it anymore because it just, it, they're so unhealthy and it just grinds your stomach and all the sugar in it and all the things that it does. But I don't have the, I'm, I don't sit there and crave eggnog. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it, yeah. Was there, whether it's supernatural or just the body's way of tweaking things, I don't know that it's about what you have to give up. It's what God is asking of you and what you gain from it. You know? Yeah. Well, and I love what you, you touched on a little bit, the connection between that and then your soul, yep. your, your mind, your emotions, and your spirit, and all yeah. that, and I think the thought is here: if you if you just ignore your physical part, you're shortchanging what God might want to do yeah. spiritually. Mm-hmm. You might not be getting all that you could get great in your relationship with Christ, because mm-hmm. we're all about abiding and having this this really close. Yeah. And so perhaps it's a hindrance. You know, Rocky's always talking about hindrances to the abiding process. Yep. Do you think physical could be a hindrance? Absolutely. I mean, you know, whether it be diet, whether it be lifestyle choices, whatever, you know. And again, there's so many little examples we could get into. I don't know what our time looks like, but it's exactly right. Just even physically, even just with me learning to, I'm just a, I'm a goer. And I'm, I mean, I've been accused of being ADHD. I've never been diagnosed, but all the, I'm just busy. But then during this season where God began to do some things in me physically and emotionally, like I've slowed down. I have a, I have a sacred rhythm now that I never had. And, and there's just things in my life that are healthy where before it was just, I was driven. And so, and I think it has absolutely everything to do with the physical changes along with the emotional changes. And so I didn't set out to do those things. And that, again, to your point earlier, God is so flipping amazing. Like you don't see all the A, Bs and Cs. All you see is, okay, he, he, I'm a, he's asking this to me and I'm going to do it. But then all the fruits of joy that come with that, it's just his blessing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He wants to help you on this. It's yes. not like, it's not like you, he doesn't leave you in the dark yeah. and it's a process. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. You know, you just, it's just one little faithful step at a time. Yeah. Like, like with your journey, spiritual journey, same, yeah. same type of deal. So, well, let's hold that thought there. And, uh, and we're going to, we're going to come back uh, next week and we're going to talk more about, about this and kind of continue the conversation. So um, you're listening to the influencers network podcast. And uh, we do these just to kind of build up the, the body of Christ and uh, share stories of testimonies and changes that we're seeing in, in people throughout the world. And uh, anyway, we just hope you're encouraged. You can find out more about the ministry and also other podcasts on our, our website, influencers.org. And if you hadn't seen our new website, it's uh, it's worth going to take a look at influencers.org. So anyway, again, my name is Brian Craig. I'm executive director for Influencers Global Ministries. I'm going to keep encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you. me.